0: This is the exterior section, one of my favorite sections of the International Home Inspection Standards of Practice course. And um, again, this is a supplemental video that you can watch as you go through the course content yourself. And after every section, there's a quiz. And we'll check out a quiz uh, on this one. So the exterior. This, This section of the course. Um, It covers the exterior, which includes the exterior wall covering materials, kind of like the roof covering materials that we talked about in the previous section. Doors, steps, windows, and surface drainage, among many other components of the exterior that's that's within the scope of the home inspection. This inspection image here, um, that's me. I found a major structural crack at the top corner of a window that shows movement and displacement. And that's a major defect. And correction and further evaluation was recommended in my inspection report. The exterior of a home is, the exterior of every home is slowly deteriorating and aging. The sun, wind, rain, and temperatures are constantly affecting it. Every structure is gaining entropy. Every structure, every home is slowly falling apart And breaking down. Our job as home inspectors is to check the building's exterior for the conditions that are observed. It's kind of fun, but what is required by the standards of practice? Well, the inspector shall inspect the exterior wall covering materials, the eaves, soffit and fascia, a representative number of windows, not all of them, All exterior doors, flashing and trim, adjacent walkways and driveways, stairs, steps, stoops, stairways, and ramps, porches, patios, decks, balconies, and carports, railings, guards, and handrails, and vegetation, surface drainage, retaining walls, and grading of the property where they may adversely affect the structure due to moisture intrusion. Exterior wall covering material. The inspector is required to describe in the inspection report the type of exterior wall covering materials. Many inspectors start with a walk around the structure, taking notes as well as photos, and looking closely at the structure for walls out of plum, or whether the chimney is leaning, or whether there are cracks observed, and generally getting the feel of the home and the grading around the home. I tend to do an inspection in the same way for every home. I get to the front door and I go counterclockwise around the house. Maybe that's not possible for every home like a townhome in a row, but I do the same inspection process all the way around. And that way when a defect is there, hopefully it'll pop up because I'm doing the same inspection pattern over and over again for every house and it's kind of like tripping over something during a walk. It should be obvious, a defect, if you do the same inspection process all around, instead of just randomly going here and there, which you may tend to want to do for your client who is asking questions about various parts of the home. But if you stick to an inspection process and use the standards of practice as a guide, an inspection guide, um, you'll have a, a better time Uh, and you'll be more successful at performing an inspection. So many things that are observed outside are clues to greater issues within the property. The exterior itself can be very complicated with multiple components and systems. It's easy to walk around the house and simply check the exterior of the foundation and structural supports. Exterior walls above the foundation may be covered with a variety of materials including wood siding, aluminum siding, vinyl siding, asbestos cement shingles, plywood, stucco, brick, and stone masonry, or an exterior insulation and finish system. This inspection image is of dense vegetation in contact with the exterior wall covering material. And that is a correction that's needed. And it's also a photograph of the inspection restriction. Exterior wooden components. Check the painted surfaces for peeling, blistering, and checking. Paint-related problems may be due to vapor pressure beneath the paint, improper paint application, or excessive paint buildup. Wooden components are susceptible to rot, particularly when they're installed near the ground or just under the roof line. For example, exterior flashing and trim are typically problematic issues, even on an otherwise well-maintained home. It is not unusual to see trim rotted away Due to poor installation of flashing. It's unusual to find an old wooden garage door without rot. The attachment of any exterior component should be checked, particularly decks, stoops, steps, stairs, many of which could show signs of inadequate attachment and poor flashing. This inspection image is of a wooden rake board with deteriorated paint surfaces. Correction and further evaluation was recommended. Clearance. Check the distance between the bottom of wood components and the grade or ground surface. In locations that have little or no snow, the distance should be no less than eight inches. In locations with significant lasting snow, the bottom of the wood elements should be no less than eight inches above the average snow depth. That's pretty tall. Check for landscaping materials, such as wood chips and mulch, that are piled up against the house wall. This inspection image here, is of dense vegetation and vines that are up against the vinyl siding and growing within the vinyl siding, within the wall cavity, possibly. The bottom of the wood siding was in contact with the ground surface, and this condition is prone to water intrusion at the bottom of the wall through the siding. Correction and further evaluation was recommended in the inspection report. Eaves, soffit, and fascia. Damaged soffits, that's the horizontal surfaces under the eaves, can allow snow or rain to be blown into the attic, damaging insulation ceiling and walls. Fascia boards, that's the vertical roof trim sections, can be damaged also, allowing moisture to come in. So check the exterior walls and trim for deterioration developing beneath the eaves of pitched roofs that have no overhangs and gutters especially. Here's an inspection image that is of the soffit vents installed at the horizontal surfaces of the eaves. No indications of a defect was observed at this area at the time of the inspection. Exterior windows and doors. All exterior doors should be inspected during a home inspection, but a representative number of windows should be inspected from the exterior. You can't just reach all the windows, and you can't move a ladder all around. That would be technically exhaustive, I guess. Many windows are simply out of reach and not accessible to be inspected up close. Windows and doors are the most complex elements of a home's exterior and they require monitoring by the homeowner to keep in good shape. Here's an inspection image taken during an inspection of an exterior door. There's a sign attached to the door that says, watch your step. And that's because um, there was some construction being uh, done or some, some concrete was blown out and new concrete was just about to be poured in but during the inspection, um, it wasn't. So um, this area was under construction and correction was recommended. There should be a smooth walking, standing surface and stepping surface at each exterior door. And the house is required to have a main egress door, at least one. The required door, this is a required egress door. It must be a side hinged door And it must be at least three feet wide and six feet, eight inches tall. The other doors don't need to meet these minimum standards. They can be of any size, and they don't need to be of the swinging type. But all egress doors must be readily openable from the inside without the use of a special tool or key or special knowledge or effort. So an interior key deadbolt is a defect, is a safety hazard. Stairs and guards. Stairways are one of the most hazardous areas of the home and stair falls are often fatal. We recommend learning the standards and requirements of a stairway and ramp in detail so that when you're on an inspection, you'll be able to recognize defects quickly and report them concisely. So we have a course and a section within the course that deal a lot with stairs and stairways and guards. It's the How to Inspect the Attic, Insulation, Ventilation, and Interiors course. Any stairway with four or more risers should have a handrail on at least one side. But as a home inspector, I'm not a code inspector. So if I think my grandmother can't get up those stairs, let's say on the exterior, and there's three steps, not four, but three, maybe two, and I want to recommend a handrail, I will. I'm not a code enforcement officer I'm not a code inspector, it's basically in my opinion. So if I don't think someone can walk four stairs or more without a handrail, then I'm going to um, make that recommendation for my client. The handrail height should be at least 34 inches and not more than 38 inches. The minimum, minimum stair riser height is four inches and the maximum is seven and three quarter inches and the minimum tread depth is 10 inches. According to the standards of practice, the inspector shall report as a need of correction any improper spacing between intermediate balusters, spindles, and rails. And this comes up a lot when you're inspecting an older existing home that was built to code way back when. The design strength of a guard should resist a 200-pound concentrated load applied at any direction at any point along the handrail or the top of the guard. All decks and porches, including those with insect screening, landings, balconies, mezzanines, galleries, ramps, and raised floor surfaces, located more than 30 inches above the floor or ground, should have guards. A guard is necessary at those elevated floor levels because a fall from that height, just 30 inches, can result in serious injury. The minimum height of the horizontal guard is 36 inches. Open sides of stairways, with a total rise of more than 30 inches, above the floor or ground surface should have guards not less than 34 inches in height. Here's this four inch sphere rule. Horizontal guards at raised floor areas, balconies and porches, should have intermediate rails of ornamental enclosures, or rails or closures or spindles, the vertical boards, that don't allow a passage of a four inch diameter sphere. And again, this could be an issue when you're inspecting a home that was built to code way back when. And they allowed children to fall through railings, essentially. So that's a defect. Here's another illustration in the course, about a 6-inch sphere and a 4- and 3-8-inch sphere at the stairway. So a triangular area formed by a tread, a riser, and a guard should not allow the passage of a six-inch sphere in diameter. I actually have one here. It's made out of foam. You can get it off of um, InterNACHI's inspector outlet, e-commerce partner. It's kind of fun to use. Um, The opening at the guards on the sides of stair treads should not allow the passage of a sphere four and three-eighths inch in diameter. Internet, she has an online inspection gallery of illustrations just like this. You can choose to download a high-def illustration, insert it into your inspection report software so that you can easily explain your observations because it's kind of complicated with those measurements. Surface drainage. Now, that's one of the first things I take a look at when I'm walking around the perimeter of the house. Remember, counterclockwise, same. You can do it any way you want, but same pattern. Home inspectors may also check the lot, the ground surrounding the house, and the land at the property. Home inspectors may report on trees that pose a threat to the structure, retaining walls that are damaged or rotten or leaning, footpaths and walkways that present a trip hazard, and the general topography of the site and its ability to drain surface water. There should be an adequate slope of the land and ground around the house. refers to the land around the house that is graded at an angle away, down, down and away. The slopes of the ground should be directed towards appropriate and improved drainage devices that are capable of carrying concentrated runoff. The ground should slope a minimum of six inches within the first 10 feet away from the property, the house structure itself, the first 10 feet. There are exceptions to this rule when drains and swales are provided but our task as a home inspector should include walking the perimeter of the house and the surrounding land. Verify that the site appears to be adequately sloped away from the house. Detached garage. InterNACHI's residential or home inspection standards of practice does not require inspectors to evaluate detached garages, but attached garages and attached carports are included within the standards of practice. Many home inspectors inspect the detached garage as part of their exterior inspection, exceeding the standards of practice. I did as well. Some inspectors are required to include detached garages in their general home inspections as, as mandated by their state or local province rules. In this case, inspectors should note the same types of defects as described in the home's exterior structure. actually provides useful guidelines for inspecting garages and garage door openers in our How to Inspect the Exteriors course, and there's a link right there. What's not required? There's a lot not required to be inspected by the standards of practice, and we'll go over some of them. The inspector is not required to inspect or operate screens, storm doors, shutters, awnings, fences, outbuildings, exterior accent lighting, The inspector is not required to inspect items that are not visible or readily accessible from the ground, including window and door flashing. The inspector is not required to inspect or identify geological, geotechnical, hydrological, or soil conditions. The inspector is not required to inspect recreational facilities or playground equipment. Whenever there's a a fountain, and I know my client has small children, I'll take a look at that And um, I won't really inspect it, I'll just warn everyone with an automatic narrative in my inspection report using my software that um, children may find uh, that fun to play in but it could be hazardous. Uh, An inspector is not required to inspect seawalls, break walls or docks. The home inspector is not required to inspect erosion control or earth stabilization measures, especially for coastal houses, that's an issue. Inspector is not required to inspect underground utilities, underground items, wells, or springs. Inspector is not required to inspect solar or wind or geothermal systems. Solar panels are getting more popular. Home inspector is not required to inspect swimming pools or spas, wastewater treatment systems, septic systems, or cesspools. Home inspector is not required to inspect irrigation or sprinkler systems, the lawn sprinkler systems. if it's on, I'll comment if um, a sprinkler system is spraying water on a component like a fence, a system or, like an air conditioner, or on the house structure itself. It shouldn't be. Or if there's wastewater, like on the driveway, if a sprinkler is wasting water on a hard surface. Um, an inspector is not required to inspect drain fields or dry wells. I may comment upon some dense vegetation and really nice green grass growing on top of a potential uh, septic field. The inspector is not required to determine the integrity of multiple pane window glazing or thermal window seals. But if you see a fogged window pane, a cracked glass pane, I would uh, put it in the report. Exterior courses. We have a few very good courses, uh, free and online, related to how to inspect the exterior. We recommend Fundamentals of Inspecting the Exterior Course. That's a great video course. And a course that's part of our certification program, which is the How to Inspect the Exteriors course. And then if you click Next Page, the button, you get to the quiz. So, here's how one of the quizzes work. It's a lot of fun. Um, We'll go through and answer some of these questions and there's a pool of questions so you never get the same quiz. You can take the quiz over and over again if you would like. Let me just click the first answer to all these quiz questions and let's just see if I got anything right or wrong. You click grade the quiz. Oh sorry, you need to answer at least 80% of this quiz correctly to proceed with the course. I only answered less than 30% correctly. Uh, Please retake the quiz below and um, Here are the questions that I answered incorrectly, and it helps me uh, take those questions again, and I get another shot at it with no penalty. So it's kind of fun. All right, the next section is basement, foundation, crawl space, and structure. That's a good one. All right, have fun.